Hello everybody and welcome to this week's bonus podcast and we're doing something a bit different this week aren't we? Yes. This is this is based on a map that we've been putting together about all the different places that you should be going to visit if you're a Corrie fan and you're going up to Manchester or, or thereabouts. We've been doing this podcast for 11 years now and over that time have been, how many trips do you reckon we've done out there? 1800. At least 1800, yeah. I'd have gone maybe 2000. <laughs> 20 million. <laughs> and so so we know a fair bit about the best Corrie filming spots to go and visit. Experts. We've talked about them all on previous episodes of the podcast. There isn't anything we're new here, but we thought it'd be a good idea to get them all together and show you on a very handy interactive map whereabouts they are. Now, if you look at the notes for this episode, you'll be able to find a link to the map yourself. Go and visit it add it to your phone or whatever yeah. and then hopefully the idea is that as the as the months and the years go on we'll carry on adding other places so this is the best place to go to if you're up there and you want to go and look at stuff go, go and look at stuff it's called where people Street. have trod exactly it's totally cons- you're allowed to go to all of these places at any time you like yes just barge in say i'm here because of cory and they by law in Manchester, they have to let you yeah. look around. Yes, it's part of the old Manchester constitution, isn't it? It's culture. So, um, we're going to start off with the most obvious place to go, Coronation Street Studios. Which, if you come into Manchester and you don't go and have a look at this, I think you've missed out something fairly important. Yeah, you... you missing a trick. <laughs> so this is the Coronation Street Studios in Media City, um, which is a 7.7 acre plot owned by ITV and has been home to Corrie since 2013. The building work started 2011, so it's quite a long project that we were watching over the early years of the podcast. Um, and it's a, it's a really f- fantastic place to go and visit, um, either to hang around outside or hopefully to go in and see the Coronation Street experience as well. We've been there tons of times, absolutely worth a visit. Yes, it's set in Media City, which is a fantastic area full of studios, shops, restaurants, hotels. It's where everybody goes up north if they want to do TV or radio, I think. There's lots of stuff that gets filmed there. Blue Peter, there's Blue Peter Garden there. Um, And so if you're going there, it's it's a nice day out, I guess. Also, there's a war museum. There, there is, but you, you want to go to Coronation Street first, at least. So if you go at the weekend, you'll be able to uh, visit this Coronation Street experience, which is the new name for Coronation Street, the tour. Now, they go on every Saturday and Sunday. It's a 90-minute tour um, where you get to have a look around the street. There's a cafe there. There's a shop full of great merchandise. What, what sort of merch can you get there? You can get T-shirts. You can get tote bags. You can get gin. You can get little magnets, all, all themed either in-universe stuff like rovers or trim up north or just Corrie branded so you know coronation street the tour so they they let you in you go and watch a great film in the cinema there which is um a compilation it's about 10 minute compilation of Corrie clips from over the years they take you around you've got some fantastic tour guides there around the street up past the police station down victoria street um finally onto the street itself where you get to kind of wallow in all the 60 plus years of Corrie nostalgia. And if you're lucky, if you go on a very special weekend, and they're doing these quite a lot at the moment, although generally they're about once a month, you can get to see a star tour. Yeah, that's right. And you get to meet a Corrie celebrity, an actor or actress who's usually currently in the show, but sometimes they have people returning. Mm -hmm. And you'll get to have your photo taken with them in the police station and they might talk to you a little bit about what it's like to 
to be on the sh- on the street and uh, their experiences. So that Absolutely is definitely worth well worth it. It's an, it's an extra £10. Extra £10 to get a start yeah. up. But I would look out for those, absolutely. If you're going up there, if you if it's a, a rare trip, try and get there on a, a start all weekend. Something else that's new for 2023 is the exhibition space. So if you go in there and into the main building... Um, and go upstairs and this is where you get to see after you've been on the tour that they've got a great exhibit there of Corrie costumes, famous props, some sets that have been um, remade for the experience and you can spend as long as you want there. It's really, really interesting. It's fascinating to read all the stuff there. Absolutely recommend going up to that and you don't even need to wait for the weekend to go on that, do you? No, you can get to go in there um, any day of the week, I think. It's seven days a week. Yeah, so that's all the stuff you can do in the Coronation Street experience. Or if you just want to go around and hang outside the gates and there's gates at the front and the back of the studio during the weekday, you might actually get to see some Corrie stars coming and going from work but you know be, be kind to them don't just launch yourself and spring yourself on them see if they're interested they to talk to you busy. they might be busy they might stop for a photo and a chat you never know go and have a try it out so absolutely place to go it's really good that this is a location that Crow fans can actually go to visit now and uh, have some kind of experience there because for a long time you couldn't even go on the set so uh, good for good for ITV for opening it up for fans to go and see. Now, it's not the only Coronation Street set, is it, Michael? Well, not it's quite. It's one of many. It's only the latest. This is the latest Coronation Street Studios, but for the first 53 years of the programme, Coronation Street was filmed over in Granada TV Studios um, in Key Street. So this was opened by um, Granada TV in 1956. And although the actual street set of it was moved around the the lot a couple of times over the years, um, that was its home for the vast majority of its production. Um, If you went there in the 90s, you might have been able to get onto the Granada Studios tour, which is a little bit like the Coronation Street experience at the moment, but they also had uh, tours of other Granada programmes as well. But of course, the main highlight for good Corrie fans was getting to go on the street itself. So that ran from 1988 to 1999, um, but then they had to stop it because of the increased production schedule. Unfortunately, all good things had to come to an end, and the final scene was filmed in December 2013 so they could ship up and move over to Media City. But that wasn't the very end of Coronation Street Key Street Studios. Yeah, that's right. Between 2014 and 2015, they operated a tour there of the old studios so that fans could go and see where the, f- where the show had been filmed for so many years. Um, you get you got to see a lot of stuff, like there was uh, dressing rooms, there we got to got look to see the costume department. costume department. Because yeah. it wasn't being used by Coronation Street anymore, they opened it right up for people to go and see. There were a lot more indoor sets to uh, explore around as well. All gone now, all demolished, all flattened. But if you head down to Key Street at the moment, you can kind of peer in through the through the railings and see... Maybe There's a few, really nothing left now. <laughs> few little snippets of so, uh, evidence that Corrie was once filmed there. So if you're trying to find your way here, you want to go to Key Street and Great John Street, which... Um, is, is where they, the old Granada studios were. Yes. Um, and there's also some other things around there as well. Well, if you, if you um, keep an eye out for St John's Hotel on Great John Street, um, if you're a really long-term Coronation Street fan, you might recognise that as being the building they used to film Elliston's Raincoat Factory right in the very early days of Coronation Street. Most famous for Christine Hardman's suicide attempt there in 1962. And you can look up, see the railings that she and... Um, some of the other characters were up against um, 
before she went up a bit further onto the roof. Uh, it was also the place where Deirdre got a coroner's report after Simone's oh, death as well. So they used it a few different places yeah. uh, during its time. But yeah, nothing particularly Corrie about it now. But if you go in on your pilgrimage to see Coronation Street stuff, that's absolutely worth a, um, a visit. Yeah, and nearby to that is another location, which is St John's Gardens. And this has been featured on the show a few times. There was a, see- a few scenes with Sophie and Maddie when they were homeless. They- there, there were various times when they wanted just a little bit of green space. You know, they, they've got Victoria Gardens now. They've got other bits they use for the Red Wreck. It was so nearby to the studios that if they wanted a quick park shot, I think they'd nip over to St John's Gardens, um, film a little bit there, and then head back into the studios nearby. Not necessarily recognisable or iconic as a Coronation Street set, but while you're there... Might as well go and have a little look. It's quite nice. Yeah, and nice all these flowers and stuff. These are very close together, so yes. you know, literally, you turn your head and you'll see St John's Garden. I don't know that you would really recognise it now. No, no, no. I no. don't think that you would go, oh yes, the fantastic, iconic <laughs> St John's Gardens. But if you want to go on a on a journey, this is how you do it. Yeah. So the next stop on our Corrie tour is St Mary's Church. And this is a really iconic location for Coronation Street. They haven't filmed too many weddings there recently, um, what with COVID and all that. But this has been the site of many famous Corrie weddings, funerals, christenings. The whole shebang gets on there. Um, Possibly most famous for Billy doing drugs in the aisle that one time. So this is St Mary's Church in Prestwich. It's in Church Lane, um, which is kind of a a cul-de-sac sort of road, isn't it? With a pub down one end you can park there, get out and have a wander around the churchyard. It's a grade one listed building. It's really, really beautiful church and it dates from the late 1400s. We've never actually been inside it, but they do film the interior of the church scenes there. So you might be able to get in there and and have a look and see something we haven't at some point. But what we have done is gone all around the outside down to the graveyard. Yes, that's right. It's really overgrown, very extensive. If you like going to graveyards, you'll probably like this one. I enjoyed looking around. And there's quite a few areas that you might recognise. Like, there's um, Sinead's grave, well, where Daniel... Yeah, that Sinead's... Well, actually, it's not Sinead's grave, is it? Because there's no grave no. there. So so we, we went and we found the exact spot where Sinead was buried, but when Coronation Street filmed funerals there, they ship in the uh, tombstones, plonk them down on an well, empty piece of grass, I, I think, think and film there. So. I think that's better than... I, I think so, I think so. someone else's. Yeah, speaking of graves, there was a brilliant scene a few years ago with Liz McDonald and Jim McDonald when he came back. It was one That's of his last right. scenes on the show, wasn't it? When she pushed him down, he was on his crutches and she'd found out that he'd been tricking her about their fake baby Katie. Um, we had um, Gemma's wedding there just recently. There's been tons over the years. Yeah, That's... it's one of the most... Re- I think it's the most recognisable church in Coronation Absolutely, Street. absolutely. Absolutely. Totally worth it. If you imagine one, I would say. where does Billy work, you would probably imagine he works in this church. Yeah. Although what he does, nobody can tell you. Not even Billy. No. Um, if you don't want to get married in a church, you might want to be going to Weatherfield Register Office, which is the next stop on our tour. So this was filmed in Rycroft Hall, which is the opposite side of Manchester. It's a building that was built in 1849 and it's a grade two listed building on Manchester Road 
Audenshaw. So this place was once home to some quite prominent residents, but it was donated to the people of Audenshaw in 1922. And now you can drive up there, just go and have a look around. There's some nice grounds there that we've not had it's... too much of a look in. The last time we went there, it was kind of a community centre. Yeah, they use it for various things. There's there's classes, you can do some yoga there and everything. Can... We had afternoon tea there. We had afternoon tea there. <laughs> we um, the, the room that they filmed the weddings in, the most recognisable one with all the wood panels, is usually going to be locked when you go in there. You might be able to have a peer through the, uh, through the keyhole. Which we might have done. Which we may well have done. You might find that it's open. But um, there's definitely been some scenes filmed um, for some of the Corrie weddings out in the corridors as well, which you can go through. There's um, some nice kind of blue carpeting to go up the stairs. It's a really nice interior. If you want to look inside the beautiful panelled wedding room, my tip to you is pretend you're getting married and see if you can have a Could look work. around. And <laughs> You never know, you never Why know. <laughs> so, you mean, you'd be among good company. We've seen Steve and Michelle get married here. Gail and Michael, Rita and Dennis, Eileen and Pat. I always remember that one because that was after he just bludgeoned Andy with the laptop and he had mud on his shoe from where oh, he'd done a bit yeah, of digging. Um, there's been a couple of jiltings uh, there as well. Sinead and Chesney were supposed to get married there, but sh he ended up deciding that he didn't want to marry her after all. And Sarah and Jason were going to get married at um, the register office there as well, but he disappeared out the window after getting cold feet. So really, really lovely venue. Quite posh and it, fancy. Yeah, it's a nice day out. It is indeed, as is our next spot, Heaton Park, which has been used for the Red Wreck on Coronation Street for a good few years now. Again, sadly, we don't see much of the Red Wreck these days, now we've got your Victoria Gardens, but it used to be that if they wanted a, a grand outdoor place for people to go and a have a play space. on the big space you go to the sprawling hills of the red wreck you still do get it sometimes um well they've been they've been fighting to save it from being redeveloped but maybe they've forgotten about <laughs> that. <laughs> that's very true this is in the north of manchester yes it's actually quite close to uh, billy's church so I, I might recommend combining trips to these two places but it's a public park in the north of manchester it covers 600 acres so you can you can spend a it good massive you can spend a good day there having an ice cream sitting next to the lake it I is lovely we've, we've walked around it a few times I don't think we've seen everything oh we've barely seen anything um, we, I mean the most iconic part there I would say for Coronation Street fans the most recognisable bit is the boating lake That's right. which you might remember from where Roy and Haley had their first kiss way back 25 odd years ago Les Battersby got stranded on the island in the middle there there's been plenty going on there but I think probably the most famous um, story to go on in the Red Wreck was the Emily Bishop up a tree story that happened in the late 90s haven't been able to find the exact tree but Maybe you can just, you can just photograph yourself next to anyone and say you found it exactly. no one's gonna know are they we also had Roy's sleepwalking yeah that's when his sleepwalking first started and did you I think found him sleepwalking out there and there was a fun run in 2014 which is where Lloyd had a heart attack yes and also uh Ollie visited the petting zoo there right before he got ill Yes, there wasn't there was a... really any, there's no animals there. There are, there are no animals there. But don't there. tell him that. No, but what there is there is a lovely stately home called Heaton Hall. This is the grade one listed 18th century house that you can have a tour about as well. Um, it's, honestly, there's so much to do there. Absolutely worth a visit. Hopefully you get there on a sunny day as well. Actually, you say that there is, there is an animal. There is an animal centre there. Oh, is there? Yeah, there's that. There's an 18-hole golf course. Where I'm sure Dev Fancy. loves hitting that up. A boat, boating lake, like we said. Pitch and putt course. There's woodlands. There's an adventure playground. And there is the only flat green bowling green in Manchester. Which, is that where they must have done the bowling? Oh, maybe, maybe. I don't or know. If it's the only flat one. 
I don't want to, you don't want to, uh, one Not on a hill, do you? Them. That's very true. Okay, lovely spot, as is our next stop, which is Langworthy Park, or Chimney Pot Park, as it's known by the locals, but we, as Coronation Street fans, know it as Red Wreck 2. That's right, it is on the crossroads of Langworthy Road and Liverpool Street mm-hmm. in Zulford, and it is built on the site of a former reservoir, and it is a, it's very strange because it is an elevated park. That's why it's called Chimney Pot Park. It is not. It's like the the same level as the top of everyone else's house. Yeah, you have to go up some slopes to reach you, it. You don't do, you? yeah. And up there, they've got a, a bowling green, a play area, five side football pitch. But it's it's very parky, isn't it? It's not lots of nice. Yeah, it's what it's what they would use on Coronation garden. Street for the okay. Red Wreck when they wanted something that was just smaller. Maybe have an adventure playground. I, I don't really see them going back there now. Not now they've got the adventure playground on the precinct. No, but you'll true. absolutely recognise this if you've been watching Corrie for a good few years. Um, they had scenes like Devon and Cal were training there one time. Rita got mugged. Rita got mugged That's there. my favourite scene there. Yeah. She got bu- she got beaten up. When Bernie was introduced into the show a few years ago, she agreed to meet Gemma and Paul oh, there. Yeah, and they I went remember, to wait yeah. for her, but she didn't show up. Um, Roy and Kathy have been there. It's just a nice kind of quiet area. Lovely to go and sit at. Not a whole lot to see and do there. It's but... a lot smaller than you might think it is. Yeah. It's quite a small little park, but... Mm. Again, it's one of those, uh, all of these locations are the sort of things where you want to go and you want to look up what the the um, scenes were and maybe recreate the scenes mm. in photograph. One of my oldest scenes that I got filmed there that I found was uh, Martin and Jenny went there back in the late 80s uh, and I was I recreated yeah. the shot of her sitting on a, on a little... Um, what was it? Was it a wall or something? Bannister. I can't remember. A banister, yeah. So this has been used in Coronation Street for a very, very long time. So you might want to go there and just bask in the aura of an iconic Corrie location. Less iconic, though. <laughs> Weatherfield allotments. Yeah. Um, you won't be able to go inside of this because allotment holders only. You have to have a key to get in. This is the Grosvenor Road allotments. There are nearly 100 plots there. I don't know which specifically were used for Coronation Street. It but doesn't matter because you can't go in anyway. But it was... You- it was only used a few times. Yeah, it was kind of like 2015, 2016. They had some stories there, like when Roy and Sharif were both fighting over who gets to own an allotment. This is where Kathy Matthews first made an appearance. I think the Metcalfs had an allotment there as well in 2017. This is where Rosie, do you remember when she came back from LA that one time and she had some drugs? How could I forget? And she buried it in the allotments there. So they like going there every now and again. But again, now we've got the Victoria Street. You've got your little allotment there. I, I, well, there's what I'm a community finding... gardens area where um, we've had Brian, Brian with his beans, beans and Jeff. So, yeah. yeah. So are these these great locations, just we're not going to probably see them being used as much these days. So don't go there expecting to see filming. You but... won't be able to see anything. <laughs> <laughs> again, you can just, look through. You'll them. just know that Sally Metcalf has been there look one time. The what, what more do you want to know than that? <laughs> Now, somewhere you wouldn't see Sally is the Dog and Gun pub in Withenshaw. So, in real life, this is a pub called The Park. It's on Moorcroft Road, um, and it is a place where we were first introduced to the likes of Callum, Macca, Gemma, back seven, eight or so years ago. As you can tell, this is a bit of a rough spot. It is slightly rough. We've been there twice, I think. It's, it's, it's we, fine. Yeah, we we <laughs> went inside for a drink the, one time. The people we told we were going there to were a bit surprised. Yeah, uh, but it, it adds to the authenticity. This I is part of the Paul yeah. Robeson estate on Coronation Street, yeah. and it's where all the all the miscreants hang out. Now, the, I'd forgotten that we'd actually seen this fairly recently. So although it was the place where, like I said, Gemma and Callum hang out back around 1516, this was last visited by Kevin 
Um, last just last year actually when Abby went missing and he thought you know where's the sort of place that she's likely to hang out so he went and hunted for her there um, didn't find her I think but you'll definitely recognize this if you've been a Coronation Street watcher in the past 10 years or so because they did like to visit it fairly regularly uh, around the height of the Callum storyline didn't they yes they did yeah so get yourself over there to the park Moorcroft Road go and take a snap just keep your wits about you when you're there <laughs> now we've got a couple more villainous hotspots next haven't we yes most recently teddy's canal Ooh, teddy's canal this well, was just seen earlier this year yeah, it feels bad calling it that because he never actually got to see it did he <laughs> no this was just outside strawberry duck pub in crabtree lane clayton it's actually part of ashton canal and it is where teddy's body was deposited in the roof box by uncle stephen and, um, Very memorable scene from the beginning of the year when he dunked the roof box in there and then tried to sink it by chucking rocks at it. It's actually quite fun to walk walk around that little bit. It, the pub looks really cool. We didn't get to go in there when we visited, but you might want to pop in for a drink. We went there at night time as well, didn't it's we? Or early evening. It's very atmosphereic. So but it's also a bit scary. Slightly, but you know, it adds to the atmosphere. recommend a lot of these places... If you don't want to get murdered yourself. <laughs> <laughs> you know, a Corrie no, fan might fine. want to get murdered in an iconic Corrie murder spot. Yeah, that's true. What what could be more exciting on a corridor of Manchester? <laughs> well, I'll tell you our next spot, which is Richard Hillman's canal, sticking on the canal theme. This is Portland Basin and one of the most iconic Coronation Street location shots ever was filmed there. This is where Richard Hillman drove the family into the canal in 2003. He sadly didn't come out alive. Other Platts did. And um, well, who can say they haven't seen this Coronation Street scene? What a brilliant moment in Corrie history. It was so good that David tried to recreate it for himself in 2007 to spoil <laughs> oh, yeah. Sarah and Jason's wedding. Yeah, they thought it was so good driving into the canal. They did it twice. But I think it was the 2003 one that's the most memorable. And you can walk all the way around this it's a really nice canal, area. Um, spot because it's kind of like a, uh, an enlarged sort of pondy bit where mm. <laughs> where the canal opens out right outside the Portland Basin Museum. Yeah, this is a social history museum. It was closed last time we went there because of COVID. But, but we've, we've, been, we've, there we've been there before. It's got like an old street, like a recreation of a 1920 street there. So if, you, if you're into that sort of thing, it's absolutely worth um, a visit. Oh, I really enjoyed visiting that one. Yeah. And you can also go on a nice little walk around the nearby area. There's uh, barges and, yeah. and things. It's very picturesque. Very, very picturesque. Sort of place I'd like to murder my family. I'd probably choose somewhere a little bit more out the way, to be honest, oh, okay. if I was going to be doing that such as the next stop on our trip which is the legacy reach paper mill now you might not remember that name but it was only fairly recently that we saw two beloved characters well two characters <laughs> being off there namely Vinny and andy this was the place where pat and luke oh and luke he was killed there yeah. as well wasn't he this is the place where pat Phelan killed and hid most of his victims to be honest yeah it's a it's a bloodbath now this is fletcher's paper mill it's out on the Saddleworth Moors. It is northeast of Manchester. You're gonna need a car. Uh, yeah, to, this is to, to this. This yeah. isn't a, a. This is a bit out there. Yeah. It's still in the general area. You don't have to go too far out, but this is gonna, you know, set you back half a day if you want to go to this place. I reckon. This dates back to the 1830s. Um, I don't know what they're using it for at the moment. I don't it know whether all, it's much to be honest. It was all kind of boarded. You can't get in there. You don't. You have to, you know, peer through. Um, 
fences and things. Yeah, There's well, security guards. Well, you around. can't even really park nearby as well no, because it's a private road. No, you have to go quite a long walk. We yeah, we parked up um, on a on a residential street and then it was quite a, it was a nice day, wasn't it? And we took a stroll down um, through some through yeah, some fields down, down through some woods. There was a really it was really interesting because it was like a normal kind of woodland woodland walk, but the 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 pavement, the the road, to, uh, the pathway to get there was cobbled, which I thought was a nice touch. I, it was, I'd forgotten yeah. that. Yeah, when we got there, like you said, there's a big fence there. You can kind of, if you're brave, jump up and have a look. But <laughs> there is a security guard that patrols and he spotted us when we were there. Yeah, so we made a hasty exit. You can kind of walk around the side. There's various bits where you can peer in. There were some bits um, on the show where we saw Phelan and uh, Luke have a fight by some containers which again you can see if you look well, inside. They drive, I think in the show they actually drove up and down the, the footpath. It's difficult to tell. We were trying to it find was, some really recognisable spots and we couldn't. But it's, it is a really nice place to go. If, you wanna, if you're in, Man- in the Manchester area and you're like, oh I'd like to go for a walk somewhere mm. in the moors, why not combine the two? and uh, trick your other half into going on a Coronation Street tour yeah. uh, when they think they're going hiking. Well, this is also a place where urban explorers go as well. Not that we would recommend that necessarily, but if you search around online, you can see some pictures where people have managed to sneak inside, take some snaps of what it looks like in interior. Um, but no, it's, it, I really enjoyed that because we were huge fans of the Feeland story. So to be able to go there where these classic scenes took place, that was really quite special, even if it wasn't super recognisable. And where do all the Cory villains end up, Michael? Court. Weatherfield Crown Court. This is um, in Bexley Square in Salford. It's the former town hall of Salford. It was built in 1827 and it was a magistrate's court between the early 70s and 2011. Yeah, so when it stopped being a court, Coronation Street and possibly other TV productions, I don't know, were able to move in and film some court scenes there. This is a grade two listed building, but now it's, uh, if you you want to look for it on a map, it's called the X1 Town Hall because this company, X1, is um, redeveloping it as a a studio, one and two bedroom apartments. So it's a a place that you can go and live. Now you'll have seen this really recently if you've been watching classic Coronation Street on ITV3 because this is the place where Les's trial took place. Um, If you go there, and I I don't know what the insides are like now, probably not very courty if they're building apartments there, but you might recognise the outside from some scenes that they filmed um, after the verdict had been reached. So that's quite cool to see. Kirsty's trial took place there in 2013 um i know it wasn't kirsty's trial was it it was tyrone's that was on trial mm. kirsty was the one that burst in and said no no i have been putting Arrest up my, my boyfriend um and fairly recently clayton's trial was there in 2016 and that was quite famous because this is when david planned to ram into the back of the courts with his car didn't he right yeah um if you go around the very back of this building you'll see the spot that that is there's a big black gate there um, and you saw there were a few scenes where David was sizing it up to see whether he'd, you know, how he'd be able to get in there. So you might recognise that. But I don't know whether they're going to be using it again on Coronation Street anytime soon. They seem to have moved more to the Bolton um, courts, haven't they? Yeah. For the, for the big court scenes. But you might recognise it if you go there. Um, another interesting fact about this one, Gemma, it was also used in 1998 to be the Kirk Bright register office when Nick and Leanne eloped up to Scotland. They oh. didn't actually film that in Scotland. Scotland that was in this very place and the new Oxford pub nearby featured in it as well and that's also featured quite recently when Adam met Niall there do you remember yeah to set up to set up Damon so it's still an area that they do like to film in so you never know if you go along 
I'm pretty sure somebody there've also camera. been some some driving scenes around there. I think I remember Nick and David driving around there in a car Quite at one point. So why don't why don't you recreate that iconic scene yourself? <laughs> <laughs> but if you really want iconic scenes, Gemma, you can't get much more iconic than Gemma Winter being stuck in a turnpike outside Weatherfield FC, can you? Honestly. <laughs> so this is the next stop on our map. This is at the Berry FC football grounds which uh, is in gig lane so this was um closed down a few years ago but it was recently reopened in 2022 when we went a few years ago it was completely derelict wasn't it yeah everyone was upset because um it was just abandoned yeah barry had been expelled from the english football league they, they, they were in money problems apparently but, but um, new owners now so they've, they've reopened yeah which possibly means we're not going to be able to see it on coronation street again which seems to be a bit of a running theme of my current yeah, here. I guess so. so this building was built in 1884 it was actually one of the world's oldest professional football stadiums um, and it's got a 12,500 capacity. Now, this was used in Coronation Street a fair bit during the James Bailey era, classic, um, <laughs> when it was called the King's Robes Arena in Universe. Um, and apart from Gemma being stuck in a turnstile that one time, there was also a scene where Emma Brooker took her dad's ashes there along with Steve's and Steve and James and Michael uh, and they struggled to get inside. I don't think we actually saw filming inside of it. It was more the outside of the building. But that's probably all you'll get to see if you go there anyway. Yeah. You, you'll probably recognise it if you've been watching Curry over the past few years. Although something you might not recognise is Weatherfield Town Hall. Despite its importance, it's not really been something that's featured too much on the show. In fact, I can only think in recent times, this has appeared earlier this year, didn't it? This is a spot where Griff um, is going to, he says he's going to blow up the town hall, but when the police come to raid the car, it's just tins of beans. Yes. That's... I'm sure we made jokes about explosive parts <laughs> at the time. So. Sure we did. Um, so this is Weatherfield Town Hall now, but it was once upon a time Weatherfield Register Office. So we talked earlier about Rycroft Hall being the go-to place for the secular weddings now. Well, if it's not Chariot Square or the Beaster, I suppose. But back in 1995, when Steve and Vicky were going to get married, um, they went along to Weatherfield Town Hall. We haven't actually said where this is. It's the Duckinfield Town Hall in King Street. Um, it's this great Gothic-style, grade two-listed building that was over 100 years old now, built in 1901. And yeah, Steve and Vicky McDonald were supposed to get married there in 1995. They get there, they go up the steps. That's basically all you get to see on the show. But then Alec Gilroy, who was Vicky's granddad, wasn't too pleased about this potential reunion. So he went there and, in his usual conniving fashion, managed to persuade the bride and groom that maybe they don't want to get married there. Maybe they just want to ease off for a little bit and have something grander. Of course, his plan was just to try and split them up for good. Didn't work. They ended up getting married in St Lucia, which is not one of the stops that's on our own. <laughs> because they didn't, they didn't film there, you see. Oh, that's right. Now, this wasn't the only building that they've used as Weatherfield Town Hall in the show's history. Back in the 90s, Ashton Town Hall was what they used if they wanted to show where Elf the Moor went to work. This is a lovely Grade 2 listed building over in Ashton. It was opened in 1840, um, but sadly, it's not quite so nice these days because it closed down in 2015 and is, well, the last time we looked at it, at least, in total disrepair. I don't know whether this appeared too many times on the programme, to be honest, but the one thing that I remember, there was a scene back in 1996 where Percy and some of the other 
old guard um, went outside it to protest because the council had planned to rename Mayfield Court, which is the old folks' home, um, after Alf Roberts. And um, Percy, didn't like it. Percy didn't like that, so they went up with their placards and um, had a bit of a protest. So um, not, not a bad place to visit, but again, not hugely iconic on, in the context of the show. Although I do think that it may be filmed in some of the markets nearby there in the square as well, so you never know whose footsteps you could be treading in. Another one-off location is Roy and Haley's Wedding Church. This is on Chapel Hill in Duckinfield. And uh, this is from 1999, when Roy and Haley were supposed to be getting married there, but Les tipped off the press. Yes, back in the day, Roy marrying a trans woman caused quite the furore. And when the press turned up, they had to call off all plans, head back to Coronation Street, and actually had a nice little ceremony in Roy's roles. Um, it was actually a bit of story with this one. It was really, really difficult, apparently, to find a location for them to film this wedding, even though the wedding wasn't actually filmed because you know Church of England still aren't happy with um, gay marriage or trans marriage or anything like that but um, this is a Unitarian church which is a slightly more liberal branch of Christianity which allowed it to take place and um, yeah so if you want to go and see a one-off Corrie church you could go over to there. Another one-off wedding church is Billy and Betty's wedding church this is quite a while ago now this is the church of St James and Emmanuel it is in Didsbury. It is just off of Stella Lane. Um, it's a nice little church. Yeah, it's lovely. Billy and Betty got married there in 1995. I don't know why they decided to have this one as a completely different place to the usual Corrie weddings. Um, but, you know, you might recognise it if you've seen some of the classic um, episodes. We went there just... It was coming around sunset earlier yeah, this year, wasn't it? Very it was quite small, a pretty place. It's very small grounds, but it's a nice area. And uh, I think Didsbury's quite quite posh maybe maybe betty's just a snob like that yeah maybe um somewhere else nearby to there was um another one-off place we call it shelley's crossing I, d I don't know whether that means anything to many coronation street fans but back in 2005 after a wedding to charlie stubbs went a bit awry shelley ended up strolling down the streets of weatherfield or in this case it was burton road in didsbury now you know which crossing this is if you go there because it is right by the co-op Yes. And it is quite a posh little area as well. It is. It's definitely a lot more upmarket than it seemed to be back in the day. So if you watch the scene, Shelley went into a phone box. She found yeah. a therapist. Phone box is that still there. That phone box is still there. You can walk down the street away from it towards the co-op, hitch up your skirts, go yeah. across the wedding. And if there's across, an old woman across there... Across the crossing, not across the wedding. Oh, across the wedding. Sorry. And no, there... across the crossing. <laughs> I can't see. <laughs> across the crossing. And if there's a little old lady there, you might just say to her... I dumped him, you know. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> but you might need to bring your own wedding dress and old lady. Wedding dress depending. not provided. No, yeah. And next up, we have the Ascot Hotel. Now, this really takes me back because this is one of the very first times that we went up to Manchester. We stayed in this place, didn't we? Yeah, we did. This is in Eccles. This is Half Edge Lane. Um, and this is actually closer to the new studios now than, than anything else because Eccles is quite far out from Manchester, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, to the west side. So this is a building that was built in 1850. It's been loads of things over the year. It's been a prep school. It was the home of the Mayor of Eccles once. Amazing. But now it's a hotel. It's been a hotel for the past 50-odd years. And it still is. 
Yes, it is. Uh, so you can go and stay there, as did Ken Barlow in 2007. So this is when he got kicked out by Deirdre when um, Denise was back on the scene again. He went and stayed there for a night. And uh, we, we thought that we would go and stay... The, um, I can't remember. Did we used to stay one night there before? I, I don't remember. And if I think if I remember rightly, they did like to make a bit of a thing about the fact that Ken lived there. Didn't they have something on the wall about it? Yeah, they it? had some kind of um, article on, on the wall. Now... It's it's not gonna it's not a very expensive place to stay. It's about seventy five quid midweek at the moment in August as we're recording this, hundred and thirty pound at the weekend. So if you're really big fan like we are, you might wanna go there. It's up to you whether you wanna admit your reason for visiting <laughs> to to the owners, but they might have some stories for you, I don't know. Next up on the Curry Tour, we have got Tatton Park, which was visited by the Rovers regulars back in the early 60s, wasn't it? It's a really lovely old stately home. It's got a big courtyard, it's got a farm, it's got a garden, it's got a mansion. Uh, we went along there a couple of years ago. And even if you haven't seen the episode from the 60s when, when Annie and Hilda and everybody went there, it's a really nice day out, isn't it? Yeah, it's to the south of Manchester. It's in Cheshire. Um, it is... A, a, it's a it's a day out you can buy tickets to the garden that's separate from the house we weren't going to do that i think but we changed our mind i'm really glad we did there's a lovely japanese garden there do you yes, remember yeah they featured that in the episode um val uh val barlow takes steve tanner over the bridge there and tells him not to mess elsie around because um it, this was elsie tanner's hen do um, well, the men, while well, Steve and the men were out on a barge trip somewhere. So um, all the all the Rovers ladies went round there. And uh, one of my favourite bits from that episode was Minnie Caldwell finding an old man played uh, who played uh, went on to play Godfrey yeah. in um, Dad's Army. And she thought he was Lord Tatton Park. So she thought that she'd like found the Lord of the Manor and was having a trip round with him. And I also loved how Hilda was going around all the rooms going, Oh, I say... Yeah. So it's a great, it's a great it's trip. It's really nice. It's na it's National Trust. Yeah. Um, they they like I said they visited the the in various times over the years in Coronation Street they visited inside and outside of this place. So yeah, most it, I, I it's mean, a very I vintage Corrie kind of place. I don't think they've been there for. I don't think they've been there for a while. I mean, about... they they filmed Roy and Haley's second wedding there back in two thousand and ten. I don't think it was called We're Going to Tatton Park, but they used it for the for the grandeur. So um, you might remember that from uh, 13 odd years ago. And there but... is a really nice little farm shop there um, where they sell all kinds of things, jams and breads and meats and cheese. And I think we bought some lamb there to make a hot pot. Didn't Ooh, we? I say. And when we went, this was in the middle of August and it was so hot. And I still had to make this bloody hot pot with this lamb I bought because <laughs> I was stubborn about it. It was quite the ordeal, but it was delicious. It was indeed. Um, next up, we have got Speedwell Cavern. So again, we're going right back in time now. Coronation Street took a trip here in 1965. It was all the Rovers lot, got on a coach trip, went out to the Peak District. So get not in Manchester, but absolutely worth a day out, particularly if you've seen this classic episode, which I would recommend. It's one of my favourites of the 60s. So Speedwell Cavern is one of the four show caves in Castleton, Derbyshire. And it's a historic lead mine that's over 250 years old at this point. So if you go there, you can go on a little boat trip on, on an underground mine. We didn't do that. We didn't brave we that one, We should have done did that. that I don't fun. know why we didn't. What we ended up doing is... it was pretty too expensive. Well, we ended up, quite possibly, we ended up going to the nearby Peak Cavern for an, like an underground caving experience. Um, but it was, it was really 
lovely trip and the, the episode was fantastic it had um it had david barlow and Irma um ogden Romancing. getting engaged it had um dennis dropping elsie's earring down a bottomless pit there it was it was hilarious um but they what's just a little bit confusing is that on the episode they say we're going to the blue john mines and the blue john mines are actually a thing um, in the episode, we see them going out of the building, which says Speedwell Cavern on, and that's still there now, so you can get some very like-for-like shots there. Um, and it's that, uh, but the Blue John is named after a special um, mineral, a special ore that you can dig up. Well, that so can be dug up around there. Stone, which is only mined in a very few places across the world. I think there's most of them are in the UK. There's probably I think there's one in China, but it makes this very pretty. Um, stone that you can buy in the in the gift shops there yes i bought you some earrings yeah there. you did I, I, they they used to um bake like make bowls and vases and stuff out of it i don't think they do so much anymore because i don't think there's a whole lot of it left and this was one of those minerals that they mined a lot of in the roman times kind of forgot about it for about 2,000 years and then rediscovered it again in the 1800s. Um, that's worth going along to as a Coronation Street fan because it's one of the places that they filmed where there's a little exhibit. If you go into the gift shop, I think there are some old photos back from the 60s where there's some black and white pictures of, of Pat Phoenix and the others having a look around there. Um, they didn't actually film in any of the caves for the episode. That bit was all recreated in the sets. But for all the outside scenes, um, you'll definitely be able to go and see something you recognise. Because it's not changed much in the last 60 years. No. So now we're going to move on to a few places that aren't necessarily going to be recognisable from filming, but they're still very, very important to Coronation Street's history. And number one on our list is Archie Street. Gemma, well, tell us a little bit about this. Oh, Archie Street. It's very historical, isn't it? Yes, yeah, it, I mean, it doesn't right. exist anymore, but you can go to the street it, that's... It kind of... Well, there's a street there called Archie Street. No, 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 it's not. It's, it's called, called Greenwood Green... okay, Terrace. Right. It's where Greenwood Archie Terrace. Street used to be. Don't look at, go and look up Archie Street on any map. Do you oh, that's right. Find it. Yeah, so... So Archie Street was the prototype for Coronation Street. It was what Tony Warren had in his mind when he imagined what Coronation Street looked like. It had a corner shop, it had a row of terraces, also had a church at the end of it called St Clemens Church. Yeah, back in the early days we were supposed to believe that Coronation Street had a church in the place where the uh, medical centre is That's now. That's right, yeah. Never actually saw it there. But, you know, it was supposed it to be there. there. So you're because, right, this is the prototype for Coronation Street. Um, it, it was also used in the first title sequence to stand in for Coronation Street. They mm -hmm. sort of went down the houses and said, oh, this is where everybody lives. But it wasn't really Coronation Street. It was Archie Street. <laughs> and uh, now Greenwood Terrace is there. Lots of new builds. But the old church there, St. Clement's Church, is still there. That was where um, Corrie's first on-screen wedding took place. That was Myra and Jerry Booth in uh, 1963, episode 299. The hilarious part about this was they filmed the crowds that gathered to watch this get filmed live and you yes. can hear them shouting with excitement about this. <laughs> I don't know why met so many people would turn up in real life for Myra and, and Jerry, but uh, they certainly did seem to have a nice day out there, didn't they? <laughs> you can um, go on YouTube. There's um, Bygone Salford has got some amateur footage of the event. Yeah, so some old footage taken in 1963 of all the crowds and the cameras and the actors turning up there. It's absolutely worth uh, hunting that one down if you're into some of the real vintage Corrie stuff. Now, this is a bit of an odd one, but we've added this in because I was very obsessed with Pat Phoenix when I was reading her autobiographies. 
Navigation Inn. This was owned by Pat Phoenix and it's on the banks of Bugsworth Canal Basin. There's nothing Corey related about it, uh, except for the fact it was owned by, by Pat Phoenix. No, well, we were looking around to see if there were any photos of Pat I'm Phoenix. I'm surprised that there's no... Tanner, by the way. Yeah, there's, uh, I'm surprised there's no reference or photo or anything, you know, that in the Rovers they've got a picture of Betty up. Why not a picture of Pat <laughs> Phoenix in this, in this we, we weren't mega impressed when we went there. It's a nice but, um, location. It is a very nice location. You can location. sit outside and you can look at the... The canal, but mm. other than uh, and the other and thing about it, raise a glass to Pat Phoenix as well while you're there. One thing that they do have there is the sort of um, iron tables that they have in the Rovers, the the ones with the the circular tops and the ornate iron mm. Um, mm. middle part. But other than that, it's uh, it's just somewhere that. Pat Phoenix used to own. <laughs> well, somewhere else that Pat Phoenix used to go, along with Coronation Street creator Tony Warren, was the Lantern Pike Inn. So this is a pub in Little Hayfield on the A624. This used to be Tony Warren's local pub, where he wrote some of the earliest episodes of Coronation this Street. Is, so this, this is, is their historic. claim to fame, you, yeah. you know. There's, they've got a display of Coronation Street cast members there, like photographs, a signed note by Tony Warren to say, yep, I did write Coronation Street while sitting in this pub, actually. Um, they managed to get hold of some Cory memorabilia from the old, old Rovers as well that was destroyed in the um, fire in the 80s. They've got um, like a Newton and, Ridley, Newton and Ridley mirror. There's Rovers return doors hanging up there. I don't think we got to see them when we went and visited because it was during COVID and they had put them away in storage because people were crowding around them and breathing all over each other. But this is a proper iconic location if you're into the creation of Coronation Street. Just to think that sitting down on those seats... Those first uh, early yeah. episodes of Coronation Street were penned. Absolutely worth a trip. And also the uh, the village that is in Little Hayfield has had um, some quite famous people who've lived there. So Arthur Lowe, who was in oh yes, I'd forgot that in Corrie. Um, obviously Played Leonard Swindley. Tony Warren and Pat Phoenix also lived there at the same time as as Tony Warren and Ernst Walder, who played Ivan Tavesky. Ivan Tavesky. He, he lived with Tony Warren in the village. He did. Um, and there's there's a bunch of other people there. And it's quite a, it's got quite a lot of history, that, that place is. And it's a nice little pub. Yeah. Now, speaking of Tony Warren, the next place to visit, just to have a quick stop off, is at the Victoria Park in Salford. So Tony Warren, although he did um, spend some of his life um, living around Little Hayfield, he did also spend most of his adult life over around Park Avenue area. So Victoria Park has got a lovely little plaque to commemorate him. We um, had a bit of an explore down there. There's a like a bandstand, isn't it's there? It's really nice. It's a really nice little park. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it, like we like we say, literally just a plaque that says Tony Warren. Yeah, like just kind of park. Go and see it. Nod your head. Move mm-hmm. on. And if you particularly like looking at things on walls, yeah. you might want to go and see the Coronation Street mural in Tibb Street on the side of Affleck's Palace. So this is in the northern quarter. We're back right into uh, Manchester city centre at the moment. Affleck's Palace is this independent shopping emporium. It's got various it's one of shops. These, yeah, it's one of these big buildings where there are lots of kiosky sort of mini shops, mm, mm. all owned by different people, all got some kind of theme 
or a speciality. It's a really eclectic place, definitely worth visiting if you're in Manchester. Yeah, but while you're there, do check out the Coronation Street mural on the side. It can be hard to spot. We we saw this fairly recently. I can't remember whether it was this year or maybe last year we noticed, or we, we went to visit it for the first time. But yeah, it's one of seven murals that were put together as part of Affleck's 30th birthday celebrations in 2012, um, designed by Manchester mosaicist Mark Kennedy. And it's got um, some proper Corrie legends there in, in mosaic form. There's there's Ken, there's Bet. I think there's some ducks on there. It's just a little a little thing. And, you know, people walk past it up and down all the time. It doesn't you know, shout out, hey, come and look at me. Here's a Corrie thing. But if you know really it's really nice there. street art in, uh, in Manchester. Mm. Really, it's a genuinely lovely city to visit. It is. Even if you don't like Corrie. <laughs> <laughs> And while you're in the Northern Quarter, you might as well take a bit of a trip to Annie's Tea Rooms. So this is a really special place that we've been to plenty of times over the past 10 years. This is the restaurant that's owned by Jenny McAlpine, who plays Fizz, and her husband, Chris Parr. It's at 5 Old Bank Street, which is uh, just off St Anne's Square in Manchester. It's been going for over 10 years now. It was opened in December 2012, and it's um, you can go there. I've, been, I've had breakfast there, I've had lunches, we've been for afternoon dinners. We've been for... We, we, we've um, been for all kinds of we've meals. We've been for Valentine's Day. Yeah, we have. It's it's really really lovely place. It's it's been uh, put there as a sort of go to it before you go off to a show in the evening, isn't it? Yeah, that's right. And I can't remember the name. There's there's a church. Is it Saint Saint Anne's Church? Saint Anne's Church that has hosted. Um, many Coronation Street funerals. Yes, I think that was where um, Betty Driver's funeral there's, was. There's um, been quite a lot of very, so very ago. big names, big Cory names who had mm. sort of more public uh, funerals where members of the public could attend mm. uh, laid to rest. So that is a very historic uh, place as well. Yeah, um, and with Annie's as well, you might be lucky to see Jenny McAlpine herself when you're there. I think we might have seen her once, possibly twice I there. I think we've seen her twice. Um, the, the, the first few times that we visited, she was wandering around and we, we grabbed her over for a photograph, which is lovely. I don't know whether she makes appearances there quite so much these days. Maybe she does. She has got a couple more kids to look after since when yeah. we saw her. But if you want to go and support old Jenny and get yourself over to Annie's, cup of tea and a, and a hot pot, lovely. Now, Manchester has, um, <laughs> obviously, Manchester and the surrounding areas, uh, where most Corrie things get filmed, but they do sometimes go on holiday, don't they? We're, we're branching out for our final few now, yeah. We're going up to Blackpool now. We're taking you with us, and we're going to go to the Strand. This is about an hour away from Manchester, and um, it is located uh, 326 to 328 North Promenade. It is really quite far away from the main um, area, the, the main front uh, in Blackpool, but it is where um, Alan Bradley met his doom in front of a tram. Yes. So this is the hotel that um, Rita was staying in when she was trying to escape Alan um, in 1989. He tracked her down, found her. You know, we've all seen the scene where she runs across the street, dodges traffic. He follows after her, ends up getting splattered by that um, tram there. So it's um, a real iconic Coronation Street location. So much so that I don't know whether it's still there now because it wasn't the last time we visited, but they did have a blue plaque didn't they? Well, when we visited, to commemorate 
they were literally in the middle of reopening it and refurbishing it and they had the plaque on a chair yes. inside we were like oh we're just looking for the plaque and the, the lady who's, who runs it now she was very happy to talk to us she took yeah. us around she showed us some of the rooms and the, the breakfast room it's, it's a really nice um, it's a three star it's a classic Blackpool B&B if you're going to Blackpool and you're you're going to go there and stay there just, you, you kind of got to as a Coronation Street fan stay in the Strand it is quite far away like I said from the, the main attractions of Blackpool but there is a tram stop <laughs> right <laughs> outside just be careful look both ways just before you cross the tracks ways. obviously this is also where Jenny visited to um, find closure yeah, in uh, 2016, she and Johnny went up to Blackpool, um, along with a couple of others, to um, just go and have a day out. And Jenny and him stood outside the hotel, had an ice cream, got her hair blown in her face. Someone nearly got um, run over by and, a tram and, again. Yeah, yeah, young Jack Webster nearly got run over by a tram again before just Jenny as a pirate. leapt in front and saved him. Now, while you're in Blackpool as well, there's plenty of other Coronation Street things to see. Are there? Well, a few. There's, <laughs> There's a few other things to see. Definitely get yourself to the Madame Two Swords there, which is the Waxwork Museum. Great for um, a day out anyway, but they do have a Coronation Street exhibit there that we visited, haven't they? Yeah, there's a Rovers you can have a drink in there. There are waxworks of Hilda, Bert, Deirdre. The newest one is David. Um, yeah, that was which, just open. Was it last year, maybe? Yeah, that was well, quite... not opened. Unveiled. Uh, unveiled. Uh, Michelle, Vera, Jack, Ken... And uh, there's a few house fronts too. It's kind, of, it's kind of like a little corridor that you walk down and Hilda's sweeping her stairs and then... Yeah, you can sit next to Deirdre in yeah. a booth, can't you, and get your photo taken. You can have a drink there as well, I think. Yeah, you bar. can, yeah. Well, we, yeah. we could last time. Yeah, absolutely worth visiting if you're going to Blackpool there. There's, there I mean, there's other things like... Um, there's you know, the Blackpool Tower, Coronation Street, oh, um, yeah. have filmed up there Also, before. the beach there, that's the yeah, same yeah, beach. yeah. yeah. <laughs> The Blackpool very beach. same sea. It would have been a bit weird if they'd gone to Blackpool to film that and then gone to a different beach. <laughs> this so um, Haley and Roy and then later Kathy went and had a bit of a paddle there. Also, the psychics. Uh, there are lots of uh, fortune plenty, tellers plenty that you of... could visit that have been featured in Coronation Street yeah. before. Um, but out of universe, there's also a Coronation Street coin game on one of the piers. There's arcades up and down yeah. the uh, the promenade, aren't they? And you can you uh, can waste your two arcade. peas. Sticking it in the uh, in the machine and seeing lots of pictures of Coronation Street folks from the past there. Yeah. So um yeah, you you got to go and see it sometime. It took us a few years of doing the podcast to visit Blackpool, but I'm really glad I did because it's a it's a proper legendary Coronation Street holiday hotspot and certainly a place where I'd rather be spending my time than our final location for today, which is Shrewsbury Prison. I love Shrewsbury Prison. It's a really cool place to visit. It's a um, you, it's decommissioned in 2013, so it's quite recently used as a as a working prison. Mm. But now they are um, open for tours, and they're also a filming location. So um, it will be a very iconic looking prison if you go there. But that's because lots <laughs> it's of, been used for lots loads of, TV. of things. I mean, we don't watch a wide range of TV shows, but even we've seen Shrewsbury Prison on a couple of things. It's been in Bancroft, Time, Without Sin. It's been in... Um, it in Happy Valley as well? We saw it it's in been, there's, Honestly, if you imagine what a Victorian era prison looks like with the cells around the outside of a big stairwell and yeah. you know the bungee um, nets across the middle so you don't jump off, mm, mm. off the railings, that's exactly what it looks like and it has been used very extensively and it's also where you can go to hunt ghosts they've filmed uh, <laughs> some most haunted um paranormal lockdown and 
Um, have we actually said why this is important for coronations? No, just yeah. go there. It's brilliant. It was used in 2019 as the location for David's prison. There was a prison riot there. As yeah, well. this is the story where Nick stole the money from Audrey. David found out about it, got sort of mixed up in it. Um, but then when it came to the courts, to the trial, Nick ended up saying, want me, governor? And David went, was sent down for it. But yeah, there was a, ended up being some very famous Curry Riots film there. It was where Josh was stabbed. Yeah. Um, and, and it was it's absolutely worth it. You really, really... But it's 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 quite a it's, way it's away very from far anywhere away else from we've spoken about today. But I wanted um, to get it in here. Far away from Manchester. It's quite near Shrewsbury. <laughs> um, it's really good. I definitely recommend anybody to go to this because when you go on the tour, you'll have... Um, I don't know if this is every time, but I think quite often you will have somebody who is a an ex-prison officer. Yeah. Uh, the guy that we were uh, had a tour with, he was actually used to work there when it was a prison. And you get to learn a lot about what the day-to-day life is like for prisoners, which I think is more and more relevant in Coronation Street because there have been so many prison stories yeah. and so many like crime stories on Corrie. Lots of characters have ended up in prison and it's a really nice insight to get to you to understand what it would be like for these characters to spend their time inside, mm. as they as they say. Well, I hope that was all uh, really interesting and useful to you guys. We've had people writing to us over the years saying, where do I find this? How do I get to there? Where was this place filmed? So the idea of this episode and the map, which, like I said, you can access yourself, is to try and help you lot to be able to visit the place where the places where Coronation Street has filmed over the years. We do hope to add more and more to it over the years yes. as we find more filming locations. And please also, if you have any requests, let us know. But we will ha- add one caveat to this. We haven't, you might have noticed, we haven't mentioned any residential homes that have appeared on the show. There are quite some quite famous ones, Audrey's house, Pat Phelan's house. We haven't told you where they are or put them on the map because they are people's homes. And uh, We, we didn't want to encourage too much and, about... and put it on a map to say this is where you can yeah. go. So I hope you don't mind that we've missed those ones off. But yeah. there's plenty of other lovely places to visit. And I hope that some of you who go to Manchester um, in, in please, coming you, up soon... if you use our map, use yeah, let us please know. let us know because we'd love for it to be useful. And the, the good thing about it too is that you can look at the map and you can see how close things are because some things are actually really close to each other. And it's worth, even if you don't think, oh, I don't necessarily want to go to see that particularly but if it's right next to so-and-so then I might be more tempted to go yeah I mean seeing it all in one place now makes me realize how close to some places we have been on <laughs> previous realized, trips yeah. or not realize that there was another filming location right around the corner so everybody thank you for watching thank you for listening hope this is useful to you and uh, we will see you next time bye the music for this episode came from podcastthemes.com.